Unbelievable great day in the neighborhood. Here we are. I'm Tom Young, and we're here for Money Shifts Podcasts on Anchor.com and Tom Young Facebook Live. We, we've got an exciting announcement today. You'll see the title, Banks Are Running Out of Cash. Uh, th- th- this has been amazing, and nobody is paying attention to this. Our politicians are so busy doing the things that they're doing to trying to undo our economy and, and to ruin our future, if it hasn't already been ruined. But we'll get back to that in a minute. As we start every day, we start with prayers for everybody around the world that they would somehow be prepared to take care of and survive the coming storm. The storm has arrived. The winds are starting to pick up. You know, if you think about a storm, when it comes, there's usually some winds in the beginning, and that's what I believe that we're seeing. We're starting to see some winds starting to develop around this storm as it grows in intensity. This will be a category 10 catastrophe when it comes. You know, they have uh, tornadoes, hurricanes at category five, and, and they don't go above that. But this this storm could be a category 10. And, and I mean that sincerely with all of the pieces that I'm looking at, with all of the years of experience that I have seen. And watch what's going on. And, and every day when I talk about this, I will give you the sources. You know, there is research that you have to do on your own. I want you to not just believe what I say, but I want you to accreditate it for yourself. So when you talk to other people about this stuff, you know it is a credible information. So we want to do that. So our prayers go out for everybody that has been affected by this COVID-19 virus. We now hear that this Dr. Fauci has been in some kind of connection with China as far back as 2008, 9, 10, somewhere back there. Not going to go into that right now, but uh, this is going to be a real mess. And somewhere along the way, one of these releases of truthful information is going to cause the storm to really go crazy and, and, and do a lot of harm. Are you going to be prepared? That is what I focus on. We want to offer our prayers for those who have lost loved ones through this unbelievable worldwide event. And we want to pray for those who have been lost that the Lord would open his arms and gather them into his kingdom above. In Jesus' name we pray. As we get started today, I've got a lot of little pieces to talk about today. I even have an audience here in the office. So we have an audience today. The word today is toleration. You know, and, and, and sometimes we, we, we tolerate things. Toleration, the practice of tolerating something, in particular differences of opinion or behavior, the act of allowing something. Now think about that. Is, is that what we're doing right now? We are tolerating what is going on around us. Some people believe one side of it and other people believe the other side of it. Be careful, be careful, because when you find out that something you believed was absolutely true and you found out that it wasn't, when would you want to know? That's an important question. So never give up the fight, but always look at the research. Always search out the information 
so that you're running on truth, not simply a lot of noise. Remember a lie repeated often enough is eventually believed, but the truth actually takes work. Aristotle, famous guy, criticism is something we can avoid easily by saying nothing, doing nothing and being nothing. That's interesting. President Theodore Teddy Roosevelt knew a thing or two about keeping an open mind. He was a constant student since his childhood. Indeed, even as a president, he is said to have read at least three books a day. Still, Roosevelt had his share of critics. Some argued that he overstepped his authority when his generous use of executive orders, he issued over a thousand of them by contrast. His predecessors, President McKinley, had only issued around a hundred. He also used his power to create the United States Forest Service in order to protect wildlife and public lands. Perhaps most shocking was his audacity to invite Booker T. Washington, a former slave, to the White House for dinner during a time when segregation was the law of the United States. My, have we come a long way. Don't let the discrimination mongers get in your head because they're only trying to divide us more and more and more. So now let's talk about busting the life insurance lies, which is a unique and, and today's today's rule, the number three, okay? You should store your liquid cash in a bank, not an insurance policy. Now if I talk about that, one thing I know is that dividend-paying mutual life insurance policies have been around for 150 years or more in America and further back in Europe. And the one thing that I know is an absolute fact in the U.S. is the life insurance companies, especially the dividend-paying life insurance companies where the policyholders are the owners of the company. They are the only financial institution that can make the statement and say, we have never, never lost a dollar of anybody's cash value. Isn't that interesting? So when I think of safe places to put money, why would I consider life insurance as a safe place to store capital? Well, wouldn't it be because some of the richest, richest, wealthiest people, the banks and corporations all do this? If you don't believe me, get your search engine out on the internet and go and look up Boli, B-O-L-I, or C-O-L-I, corporate owned life insurance or bank owned life insurance. These companies, they know very well the value of these type of products as a place to store wealth. Nelson called it the storehouse of wealth in, in one of his books. And if you haven't read one of Nelson Nash's books, you need to get the IBC, the infinite banking concept. You can send me an email, get them through me. You can go on to infinitebanking.org and buy it on there. Let's get some real knowledge, folks. Let's get some information that will help us find the answers to unanswered questions 
or to the information people are throwing at us that want to sell us something so that they can make a profit. Yes, I sell life insurance. People buy a lot of life insurance through my agency. Yes, but it has to be done correctly. You have to understand what you are purchasing and you have to understand all of the benefits that are available because there are many. And, and, and in the near future, we'll go through the list. I mean, there are 30, 40, 50 specific benefits that can be named by owning permanent cash value life insurance with a dividend paying mutual life insurance company, not universal life, not indexed universal life, which is being promoted to people as some form of permanent insurance. It is not permanent. If you live to normal life expectancy in the 80s, it's almost a guarantee you will not have that policy anymore because it is built on the structure of term insurance and savings. And rule 7702 of the revenue code that has a definition of life insurance, that definition would not allow you to put enough money into that contract that you would still have a viable policy when you reach life expectancy. Let's move from there and talk about living above the level of mediocrity. It's really what we're all about. And, and I collect eagles. Eagles are unique. For a thousand years, eagle has been respected for its grandeur. Strong of heart and solitary, they represent equalities we admire. The eagle mates for life and returns to the same nest each year, making necessary repairs and additions. He takes an active role in providing for his family, protecting it from approaching danger, teaching the little eaglets to fly, responsibility, liberty, beauty, stability, and a dozen other admirable traits seem woven into the eagle's makeup. And such qualities cause me to agree with Solomon that the way of an eagle in the sky is nothing short of wonderful. You know, as we, as we look at our lives and what we're doing, we always want to remember some specific principles of life. And, and I have a couple of quotes for you today. The person I'm going to quote today is Mother Teresa. You know, if you don't know who Mother Teresa is, look it up, get some information. She was an unbelievable, wonderful lady. She lived from 1910 to 1997. And she had some great sayings, and I'm going to share a few of them with you today. Kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. Be faithful in small things because it is in them that your strength lies. Do not wait for leaders, do it alone, person to person. I have found the paradox that if you love until it hurts, there can be no more hurt. There's a lot more, we'll get into them as we go along. Great to talk to you today. I hopefully you enjoyed my message. Be prepared. Remember the four rules. Save 20% of your gross annual income. Accumulate 50% of your annual income in an accessible 
way, where you have access to it without penalties and taxes. Number three, eliminate consumer debt. It's called snowballing. I can teach you how to do that. There is a book, The Financial Mastery Coaching Blueprint, that is now available that will help you on the little incremental how do I do this. And number four is the CFO project, taking responsibility for managing your household cash flows like a business. That's what I coach people. That's what I teach people. Get my book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. Get it at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, any of the big booksellers. You can also go to up here. There it is, cfoproject.com. Put in your name and email address. You'll instantly get a download and the ability to download my book cover to cover to your phone or your computer. Get it for free. God bless. We will see you here tomorrow at 12 noon. Wait till I find my little mouse here. It's scurrying around. So God bless. See you tomorrow.